0: Hi, everybody. This is Jeremy. My wife, Candace, and I are the pastors at the Ridge Assembly at Park Hill. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope this message connects with you, that inspires you, reveals God's word of truth in your life. Be encouraged and enjoy the message. Well guys, uh, here we go. Uh, last week we talked about power, right? The access, access to the power of God that you and I have as children of God, right? In order to, for us to live in abundance and the power of God in order for us to advance the kingdom. A couple of weeks before that we talked about defensive power, the power that we have to stand against the enemy, the power that we have to face storms with full assurance that our foundation is indestructible and our hedge around us is impenetrable. That when the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune come against us, the Lord himself will be our shield and our fortress. That when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord himself will raise up a standard against him. So we talked about power, defensive power, offensive power. We talked about the power that we have to heal the sick. And to push back darkness, to stand against the kingdom of darkness, and even to overcome it. right The power that we have to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's God's ability in us. It's the power that we have access to. We believe that we have the ability, according to Jesus' own words, We have the ability to do miracles, signs, and wonders. Again, it's for our abundance and for the furtherance of the kingdom. John 14, 12 has kind of been a keystone verse that we've looked at over the past few weeks. It says, this is Jesus talking, he says, Verily I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. They'll do even greater than these because I am going to the Father. And so we're looking forward to doing those works, to performing those miracles, to, to, to healing the sick, to casting out demons, to, to all kinds of crazy things to, pro, to propel the gospel of Jesus Christ and to live in the abundance. So, so that's what we have access to. So what's the catch? What's the catch? Well, well the catch is that you and I can have access to this incredible power. And I'm talking about the omnipotent power of creator God. You and I can have access to that power. But if we don't pair that incredible power with a transmission, then we still stay stuck. You see, it takes a transmission to take power and make it do work and to move something forward. That Triton V10 that you've got, it's an amazing motor, but you know what? You're not going to do anything if it doesn't have a good transmission. So luckily, I've had, I've had good luck through the years with my vehicles and transmissions. My truck, it's got over 300,000 miles on it. It's still going on the original transmission. It's a manual, right? So it's like bulletproof, rock solid, and, and, and I've had incredible luck. I did have a lawnmower experience one time. Uh, I, I bought a, a, a used John Deere lawnmower thinking, hey it's a John Deere, what can possibly go wrong, right? Well, it was actually a box store version of the John Deere, something that you get at like you know, Lowe's or Home Depot or something like that. And so, so it wasn't the, the real bulletproof thing that you think of when you think of a John Deere, right? And, and so, so we were mowing and uh, one day and it completely died it laid down on me because the transmission wasn't built for the hills that we were using it on and so so the, the tractor was fine, it, the, the mower was fine, it, it, it ran, it, it, the, the engine was running, the blades were turning but it wasn't moving forward because the truth is that in order to move you've got to pair an incredible power of an engine with a transmission. Without that you stay stuck. That's why all the country boys right when they're posting vehicles for sale online they'll say it runs and drives. Because having a great engine is only part of the equation. A transmission is required to turn power into work and the more power that you have truthfully the stronger your transmission has to be. So the catch to using the power of God, the catch for us to having access to the power of God is that you and I are the transmission. You and I are the God's ability in the earth. It's our hands, it's our feet that's using God's ability to do something here on planet earth. And so I'll say this, if you're stuck today, because we live in a society where a lot of people are stuck, if you feel like you're in a rut if you feel like you're not getting anywhere in life, if you feel like like, like, like your, your wheels are spinning, then ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, it's not a power problem. It may be that the stuckness, okay, it's not a word. We'll make it a word for today. Our stuckness has nothing to do with God's power, because that's omnipotent and we have access to it. It has more to do with our ability to be a strong transmission. So for the last several months, the whole world has faced a common enemy in COVID-19. Millions, if not billions of people have been affected by it through personal illness or, or job loss or financial fallout, However, whatever that looks like. There's fear, there's loneliness, there's all of these things that have come against us as a society, and it's normal in these situations for our worldview to contract and for us to look inside of ourselves during this calamity. And so we turn our, our focus to, to what's inside. We look at our family, right? We look at what's good for us. Are We focused on our inner circle, and that's that's good, and that's proper, and that's the way to, to react. But but in these times a problem arises what it is is that that we slowly over time we become institutionalized in our thinking and our tenacity for building the kingdom of god is replaced by pacified existence and then you and i find ourselves in a rut you and i find ourselves getting used to online services only and sleeping in and semi-watching while we're finishing breakfast or starting lunch in the background right we get used to being off work and just still collecting a paycheck we get we get used to binge watching netflix after we pick up our our weekly snack rations through curbside right after a while the the we can't right becomes we don't want to right we can't so we don't and then we won't right we don't want to engage maybe we should have been busy but because we've been we've been stuck for so long we've become institutionalized to that stuckness it's kind of like um waiting tables right i i don't know Uh, maybe maybe you've never waited tables before but but i have and when I was in college, and the deal is, if you if you came in and, and you're busy and you've got a busy shift and, and and you're just you're just trucking along and and you're on your game, right? You can keep 20 people's order in your mind at the same time. You're carrying a bunch of stuff and you're just doing and doing and doing and you're meeting needs and you're saying hi and you're taking orders and you're filling drinks and, and you're on your game. Right? Maybe you're making a lot of money. Maybe you're getting stiffed a lot. Either way, if you're busy, you're engaged, and you're doing something. But you know what? The opposite, at least for me, the opposite was true. That if I came in and it was a slow shift, we didn't have a, a lot of people, and the next thing you know, I couldn't keep 20 things in my mind at once. I was lucky to take care of one person at a time. And as a matter of fact, I ended up not wanting anybody else to come in. Because I got used to not being busy. And I kind of enjoyed it. And so, 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 despite the fact that I really needed to make money, I found myself mentally not prepared to be busy. And so, my threshold of ability was lowered. Ladies and gentlemen, I, what I'm afraid of is that as we continue to face this crisis, as we continue to be intrude focused, that our ability and our want to, to push forward in the kingdom of God, to advance personally, spiritually, as a a family, even professionally, that that our want to is being pushed aside. We have incredible power available to us to live in the blessing of the covenant, to advance the kingdom, but the problem is that our transmission is becoming weak. We're lowering our threshold because we're used to not doing. And I'll say this, guys, the, the crisis isn't over. The healthcare crisis isn't over. There's not a vaccine. There's not a, not a, a silver bullet uh, treatment, right? So this is not to say to get out and to go act like nothing ever happened. That, that would be irresponsible, right? You must be responsible for your family and, and to protect and to do what is best. This is way less about what's happening physically and way more about what's happening spiritually, spiritually we cannot get lazy spiritually just because uh, we cannot stay in this is like off-season sports right we may not be winning games because we're not playing games but we better be focused on on getting faster and stronger and making ourselves better because what we've got to realize is that the failure to advance is accepting to slowly move backwards so, ladies and gentlemen, this morning I want to talk about us being a stronger transmission. I want to encourage you. I do. I love encouraging people. I love encouraging you, speaking to you, making you smile, making you enjoy the Word of God. But this morning I've got a challenge for you and I also to stay engaged, and to let God move through us, to continue to discipline our minds and our bodies to please God and to get back in the game. Mentally, spiritually, if not physically, to get back in the game and to be the source, to be the transmission that allows God's power to flow in the earth, to flow through our families and through our hands. Our text this morning is Haggai. chapter number one so this is a similar situation to kind of what we were facing today Haggai chapter number one we'll begin reading in verse number one the second year of King Darius the first day of the sixth month the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel son of Shethiel the governor of Judah and Joshua son of Jozadak, the high priest This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say the time hasn't come to rebuild our houses. But then the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai and says, Is it time for you yourselves to be living in paneled houses while this house, this this house of the Lord, remains in ruin? They'd become inwardly focused. And rightfully so, they had a lot of things going on. They they had a lot of stuff to deal with. They were inwardly focused, but, but they couldn't stay there, and they did stay there. And it's not that they were overcome with sin in this particular moment, they were just way more concerned about their personal comfort than glorifying God. So God shows up and says, I've got this against you. I've got this against you. You've become lazy. You focused on on doing your own thing. You focused on sitting on the couch. You focused on on collecting a check. You focused on just day to day to day to day. Where am I getting my next bucket of cheese balls, right? You focused on those things and you left the kingdom of God unfinished. And so verse 5 says, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Lord Almighty says, Give careful thought to your ways. You've planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. And as a result, they didn't have enough. They didn't have a return on their investment, and they were not satisfied. Again, it's just like me waiting tables, right? The more rest that I had, the more that I wanted. And that's the situation that our society is in. The more we take a vacation from actually going to the office, the the less we want to actually go to the office. The, The less that we do, the less we want to do something. The more we have, the less we want to work. Verse 7 says, this is what the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. So ladies and gentlemen, here we go quickly. How in the world do we get back in the saddle? How do we get unstuck? If you're in a rut this morning... Right? If, you, if you feel depression creeping in because you feel like you're in a rut and you're not going anywhere and you're not advancing personally or spiritually, if you feel like you're stuck, it's not a power problem it may be a transmission problem how do we do all this how do we get back in the saddle even while physically distancing and being socially responsible here's a couple things real quick challenge for you and i to get out of our rut first thing build something build something right you want to to get out of your lazy streak build something what do you want to build okay build relationships Build relationships. So sure, you can't go anywhere, but I, but nothing is contagious over Facetime, right? So 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 Facetime somebody, call somebody, send somebody a, a DM, right? Uh, whatever you get, write a letter, right? Fifty cents, and a few days later, somebody's gonna be glad to hear from you. And honestly, okay, so I'm kind of making fun of the cost and the time required, but it's a personal touch that means a lot. You know what, my, my grandmother sent me a, a letter, a handwritten letter, like legit on a white piece of paper, tri-folded in an envelope. She sent us a letter and it was amazing. Right? The connection with I mean I can like with her handwriting and looking at it, I could just I could I feel like I was in her house and and my parents send, send handwritten notes to my aunt from time to time and they send these things and I'm so excited. You know what? Bless somebody and build a relationship by writing a letter, making a call, do something to build a relationship. Build a relationship it doesn't have to be close. You, you, can, you can physical distance without social distancing. You can build relationships, and if you'll focus on doing that, you'll be able to, to build something and to get out of your rut. Build relationships intentionally. Even with people that are inside of your house, right? It, it, it's way easier to, to go to your own corner of your house and to put in your earbuds and, and, and to, to, to be every man for himself. But let me tell you this. This may be the moment that you've been praying for. Some of us have been praying that God would restore relationships in your marriage and that God would make you closer as a family. And here we are, we've got this incredible opportunity, but we spent the last three months stuck together, but still not putting forth an effort to claim our prayers. So you know what? Build relationships intentionally with those in your household, right? You have access to the power, so, so, so let's get it. Let's go in the transmission, build, do a family game, go for a walk, play a game, maybe even a board game, right? Put the kids to bed early, Netflix and chill, right? Pray together right? Worship together. Watch the, the services together. Do something to connect with your husband, with your wife, with your kids. Build relationships in this season. That's going to get you out of your rut. Build other people, right? One of the themes that we have in the hallway here at uh, the Ridge Park Hill, one of the themes that we have is, is speak life. It's trendy here, And as we go through our days, you know what? I know that that there's not a lot of people we come into contact with, but we do come into contact with some people. We do see a cashier or a curbside attendant, and we have the opportunity in those to build them up, to speak edification over them, to speak life over them. It's okay to use the name of Jesus. I'm not talking about being, let's not be weird about it, right? somebody brings your groceries out, say, man, what a great day. Is this it's sunny outside, you know, praise the Lord. Isn't isn't Jesus good? Just just encourage them. Hey, thank you so much for for loading this up. You know, I, I appreciate you you doing this. I know that mask that you have to wear is not comfortable, but I appreciate it. Thank you. The Lord is gonna bless you. Speak the name of Jesus, build up people, build people, build something, build relationships, build churches. Physically, build churches. Right? That means, attend when you can and where you can, no pressure, please, no pressure. If you're not comfortable with having church inside, then don't go. Watch online, that's fine, right? But that doesn't mean that you don't participate. You watch online, you participate, you like, you share, you invite. If there's an outside service and you're comfortable going to that, then go to it. Matter of fact, invite someone to go with you. Do something to build churches. Get involved in little building projects around the church. I talked earlier in the announcements about some of the building projects we have here at Park Hill. I guarantee you there's something going on at your home church. Call your pastor. Say, what can I do? He's probably going to say, you know what? The flower bed hasn't been changed out since last fall. So will you come do it? There's something to do. Build. Build. Build churches financially. So, so yeah, give, give tithe and offering. That, that's, that's expected. But also, be creative. Here's, here's my challenge. I see... A transfer of wealth from the wicked to the righteous to fund an end-time revival. I see this coming, and it's, it's incredible. So when you have a little bit of seed money, maybe, maybe, maybe part of the government stimulus or something like that, be alert for investment opportunities from the Holy Spirit. Be alert to, to buy into something or to, to, to build something to sell and just build wealth. Build wealth, not, not for us, not, 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 not so you can hoard it. I'm trying to get out and do the same thing, and, but it's not for my name and lights. It's for the kingdom of God. And so, so be creative when, when looking to finance the kingdom because I guarantee you God is going to give us revelation so that we can build the church, not just physically, but also financially. Build something. You want to get out of your rut? Build something. You want to get out of the rut, not only build something, but produce something, right? So so the difference between producing and building is that with building, you assemble something that's already existed. Uh, with, With producing, you create, produce. You want to get out of your rut, produce something, produce ministry, right? Don't just build on something, but create something brand new. Create content. For nursery, for children, for, for youth, for adult Bible studies, for lessons that don't even exist yet. Really, get, a, get out your Bible, get out a pen and a paper and start creating s- some lessons because you need to produce ministry. M- make a quote, maybe something your pastor says online or in person is, is, is just great. M- make a, a quote graphic and then share it right on social media that's creating something that's producing ministry. Uh, call your pastor and see if they need any help with anything, not just the big building projects. Right? Uh, if they're nice, they'll probably say no. If they're not nice and, and very honest, kind of like me, they're going to say, "Man, you know what? We do need some help. We need to clean." Cuz all of this <laughs> these extra requirements and and things to try to keep everybody safe when we do come in the building, we got to clean everything. And so they may say, "You know what? I And produce that produce that you're not going to see anything tangible right no one's going to say man these floors are awesome but you're creating ministry you're doing those things building with building you have something to show for it in the end with creating you're producing for consumption right and it goes away but please produce ministry produce ministry produce worship Right? One way to find ourselves in a rut in our physically distanced worship service, one way is, that, is that, that we let somebody else worship for us. And the next thing you know, we become spectators. Right? We turn on the TV and we say, okay, Pastor Courtney, sing to us. Okay, Claire, let, sing it. Right? I'll tap my foot as I sit on the couch. And that's about it. We let somebody else do the work, and and because somebody else is doing the work, somebody else is moving forward, and we find ourselves stuck in a rut. It's not that we don't have access to the power. We do. We have access to the power of the Holy Ghost, and it's flowing through the songs and through the words of worship. But if we're not engaged, if we're not producing worship, then we're not going to be moving forward as well. So ladies and gentlemen, produce worship worship's not a spectator sport. We all have access to it. Produce in your home an atmosphere of worship. Let it be the fruit of your lips giving glory to God. Right? If you don't want to sing along because you can't carry a tune in a bucket, right? Right here, right? Instead, just worship God in your own words in spirit and in truth, but produce worship, produce in your house an atmosphere of holiness. An atmosphere and a culture in your house that's not an accident. You know what, if you let entropy take over, the atmosphere in your house is going to settle on the lowest common denominator. Whoever's got the worst attitude, that's the atmosphere that's going to be in your house. The the, the nastiest stuff that you watch on TV or that you listen to, whether you intend it or not, that's going to set the atmosphere in your house. So, produce an atmosphere of holiness. Right? How do you become a strong transmission for the power of God to flow through? Then get off your spiritual couch and do something. Produce something. Produce ministry. Produce worship. Produce an atmosphere in your home. Last but not least, how do I re-engage? How do I get unstuck? How do I use this incredible power and do something with it to further myself, my family, and the kingdom of God? Last but not least, discover something. Build something. Produce something, and discover something. (laughs) So, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Discover something. Okay, Lafayette, don't get too excited. I'm not talking about distant lands or buried treasure. I'm talking about discovering something from the Word of God, something that God has for you. You want to get off of spiritual high center. You want to to engage that incredible power of the engine that you've got and move forward. Discover something for yourself. Discover truth from the Word of God. I'm not talking about something new and weird. I'm just talking about something that's been hidden there the whole time. A passage that you've read 3,184 times before. And you go back and you read it again a 3,185th time, suddenly it jumps off the page. And you've discovered something, a hidden nugget in the Word of God that speaks to your situation today. Ladies and gentlemen, a few weeks ago we celebrated Mother's Day. In about a month we're going to celebrate Father's Day. And we're going to talk about all the spiritual leadership that that mothers and fathers bring. But the truth is that every person in your household can contribute to the spiritual well-being by getting a revelation of what God is speaking even through His Word. So as you read the Word every day, don't just... Don't just skim it while you're thinking of something else. Don't just don't just skim it while you've got the news scrolling in the background. That, that's not gonna help you out. Engage in the word of God and discover what God is saying to you. And that's gonna get you out of the rut. Discover your purpose. Discover truths in the word of God. Discover your purpose. You're not an accident. You are not an accident. You are created for a purpose. right? You may have been made by your parents, but you were created by God. And you have certain gifts and talents and abilities that's going to push the kingdom of God forward. And that rolls up into your purpose. And now you've got to figure out what it is. What are you on earth to do? How can you bring glory to God? How can you advance His kingdom Given the gifts, talents, and abilities that you have, given the education, the experience that you've added to what God has given you, what can you do to bring glory to God and to advance the kingdom? That is your purpose. Discover that. Because when you discover that, suddenly you start to want to engage. You know what that incredible power is for, and you want to push it to move the kingdom of God forward. And in doing that, not only will the kingdom advance, but you will advance personally. You will advance financially. You will advance in every area of your life, according to Deuteronomy 28. I am fully convinced of it. I am fully convinced. But discover your purpose. I'm not 100% sure what that looks like for you, but if you'll ask the Holy Spirit if you, want to, if you want to talk to me individually, then, then we'll be able to speak some truth over your life just with things that I see. If you want to talk to your pastor, say, hey, what is it that you, you see in me? But I tell you this, as long as you're breathing, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. So figure out what it is and then get in gear. Use the incredible power that God has made available to you to move forward. It's the power of The Word of God, it's the power, the presence of God, it's the power of the anointing, the Holy Spirit, coupled with our abilities. That's the transmission. It's you and I. It's our hands and it's our feet and it's doing something. Look, I love you guys so much. I do. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to encourage you. I want to make you laugh. I want to make you smile. I can't wait to be back together to where we can have a good time, that we can play dumb games again and just... I can't wait for those things. I'm going to have hot dogs and kickball in a few weeks outside. It's going to be great. But guys, I love you so much, I don't want to see you stuck. And I'm really afraid that in this extended season where we haven't had to produce, we're getting used to sitting on the couch. And if we're not careful, that mentality The slothful mentality, if I could go as far as to say that, that slothful mentality breaks the transmission and the incredible power that we have doesn't move us forward. And we find ourselves stuck. And when we get stuck, that's when discouragement and depression and all those nasty things come in. And God has appointed us for better than that. So get off the couch Build, something, build something, produce something, produce something, and discover something. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We invite you to be part of our online community by subscribing to this podcast. Also follow us on social media at the Assembly PH on Facebook and Instagram. If you live in the central Arkansas area, we certainly invite you to be part of our live community. You can join us Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. at the old Park Hill Elementary building. That's at 3801 JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.